fireside chat. Great to have you along. We have a very exciting program, not because of maybe some of the videotography you're going to see on the streets because granted I did it, so uh, that's not my forte, but because these are really historic times. And to see pastors prosecuted for simply meeting together with their congregations, worshiping the Lord, preaching the Word of God, seeing people follow the Lord in baptism, all the things that we've been practicing for 2,000 years, but also practicing in our nation with tremendous liberty because of our First Amendment right to be able to gather and to worship, and that the government will not institute any laws that would limit us, inhibit us. Now, we understand that we're going through a period of time that is also unprecedented with the pandemic. But as we have now discovered, after almost a year of lockdowns to businesses and schools and congregations from coast to coast, that the dreaded coronavirus is not as deadly for 99% of the population. So now that these facts are out, we realize for many people that it is an issue for those who have core morbidities. But since 99% of people are going to be fine, we sincerely believe that the Constitution should not be shelved or paused or set aside indefinitely. And because of that, some pastors up in San Jose are being prosecuted. And I want to get to that, but I want to really share with you the three weeks for me that put such a stamp or a bold exclamation point upon this. Because over the last three weeks, I went from upstate New York, where I got off an airplane on New Year's Eve of this year. I got off an airplane, and waiting as we deplaned were 10 National Guard soldiers around a six-foot table demanding that we fill out their COVID-19 paperwork so they can track us and know, and are we going to quarantine, and what about our tests, and these various things. And honestly, having never experienced some kind of military intervention into the civilian population in my lifetime, it was quite startling. It was like stepping into a communist country. It was like I just left the borders of the United States of America and I needed a passport to enter into <laughs> the state of New York. Now, from there, I went to Washington, D.C., because I felt like it was going to be a historic time for the gathering of those who really wanted to see the voter uh, issue at least examined that had been charged, all of the voter fraud. And for that beautiful day of rallies, I was there for all of it, and even the march back to the Capitol, so peaceful. Everybody there was uh, freedom-loving, peaceful people, and yet there was that extreme faction, obviously, when we got back to the Capitol, that became criminals to violently break into the Capitol, which we don't support, we don't condone, and those who did that in a criminal way and got through the doors, and then it appears some people uh, just blundered in behind them that there are a handful of people that didn't know what kind of real trouble they were in. But we didn't support that at all. But that's the narrative that you're going to hear. You're not going to hear anything else about the day. Traveling back west, 
taking a, a few days and spending time with Charlie Kirk and Rob McCoy. It was very refreshing to be with them and in a state that is not so severely locked down. And then to go up to San Jose this last week and minister to Pastor Mike McClure and his team there for a week. And last Friday, I went and spent the day with them at court, though I couldn't go inside. Um, they ended that day and rescheduled for yesterday, Thursday, to go to court at 1.30 and spent the afternoon there to be prosecuted for this. Now, granted, we're going to talk about the opposition that they're having with the health department because they're simply meeting in a normal way that you would for church. But these are unprecedented times for the pandemic, for what the lockdowns and what's going on, but also unprecedented that our civil liberties are being stripped away from us. And yet in the midst of this, isn't this crazy, you guys? God is doing such an incredible work. It reminds me of what Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. He says, a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. This incredible door through all of the adversity we're going through here at God Speak Calvary Chapel with Pastor Rob McCoy and Thousand Oaks, the people that are coming for the three services and we're contemplating another service just because the attendance of people that are hungry to be ministered to, hungry to worship the Lord, hungry to share the word and have it shared with them. And we are experiencing growth and blessing in the midst of all of this. And really all we have to do to go through these open doors, it's not anything special. It's not necessarily heroic, but Revelation 3.8, Jesus tells the church of Philadelphia, I know your work works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. The church that was walking through the open door that Jesus had opened up for them, just like he has for us. And I would encourage you, if you're a pastor listening anywhere, to this podcast, open that, just open your doors. Jesus has put before you an open door. You only need a little bit of strength. You need to keep his word and not deny his name. Now, that's not setting the bar too high. But with all of this, this is what we're doing here at God Speak at Calvary Chapel. Um, of Thousand Oaks, and that's what Pastor Mike McClure is doing up in San Jose with his assistant pastor and team, Carson Atherley. And we're going to have uh, a number of angles and footage on the street there. And once again, I apologize for my uh, poor videography, some of it's selfies, and it's not optimum. But you'll get the gist of what it was like yesterday spending the afternoon with a bunch of people of faith. You see, you know what courageous faith is? People that have courageous faith are not those who don't see the obstacles. Twelve spies went into the promised land. Ten of them, they, all they could see was the high fortified walls and the giants. But you see to them, their God was very small. Joshua and Caleb still saw the giants and the high fortified walls, but to them, their God was huge. And that's really the question, isn't it? Faith is not ignoring the facts. It is trusting that God is bigger than the facts.
That's what heroic faith is. And that's what we're seeing at this time in our nation from coast to coast. People that see their God as bigger than these circumstances are stepping up and making a stand. So as we introduce this, next clip or this first clip of what's going on. Pastor Mike McClure and Carson Atherley are in court, but there's other pastors and this pastor here has stepped up, opened his church. He's going to share his story and ultimately with nowhere to go after having to move four times, Pastor Mike McClure invited him to meet at his church on Sunday nights when they don't have a service. Check this out. My name is Micaiah Ermler, and along with my wife, we pastor the Southridge Church here in San Jose. And so we've been church planning for about seven years. This week, two weeks will be our seven year anniversary. And so we've been just hopping back and forth, location after location. And uh, we felt the call to stand up during COVID and take a stand. And so we did the first, on Easter Sunday, we rented the drive-in movie theater. And we were gonna have a drive-in service and would stay in their cars. And we decided to do that. And when we were setting up the church, we had about 500 cars there. And then we had eight police cars start rolling in. And then uh, they started finding us, said that was illegal. And they began to shut us down. For a drive-in movie. For a drive-in movie service. And so that began, and then the county kept coming after us. We went back the next week. They find, didn't find us, but then they find the uh, drive-in movie theater. So the drive-in movie theater kicked us out. Then we went to a mall parking lot, see if we could meet in the mall parking lot. They kicked us out. Went to a high school, same thing happened to high school. We went to a hotel, same thing happened to a hotel. And then finally, Pastor McClure uh, helped us in our wilderness wandering and he invited us in. So we've been at Calvary Chapel since July. So we've been there almost seven months. And uh, meeting at night, at night, yeah. in the evenings, yeah. we meet at 5 p.m. or Calvary Chapel meets in the morning. Yeah. And so we've been. What's the name of the fellowship? Oh, so it's Southridge Church. Southridge Church. Yes. I want to continue with our conversation. And can you get any more social distance than in cars in a parking lot? I yeah. mean, honestly, tell, tell me about what right? was the county's reasoning or the police officers. So at that time, it was simply they didn't have a reason. They would just send police. So we would have police just show up and they said they were sent by the county and uh, the New York Times showed up at our Easter service. And so the New York Times recorded the DA District Attorney Alvarado. She gave a statement why she was shutting us down. And this was her reasoning. This is from uh, the Santa Clara District Attorney's Office. She said, sometimes you have to push pause on the Constitution and take away rights during a pandemic. So that was the county's reasoning why they were shutting us down, that you have to push pause on the Constitution. And that's in print in the New York Times. So, so how long is that pause button? Is it a year or is it? I thought an emergency yes. was like 30 days. What do you exactly, think? Exactly, exactly. Well, it, apparently it's indefinite because uh, the governor just announced that we're in an indefinite shelter in place now. So there's no knowing when we're going to be off of the uh, shelter in place. So I told my dad about, hey, I think we need to find a lawyer. We need to fight back against the county. And then he said, hey, I just met a guy by the name of Rob McCoy in uh, SoCal. Here's his number, give him a call. So I call Pastor Rob McCoy. I didn't know that he was already kind of in hot water himself. And so he gave me Pastor Mike's number. And so we all started working with uh, Robert and his legal firm. And so ever since then, our church prayed over it and we knew that uh, we needed to take a stand. And really what precipitated all of this, yes, the word of God, yes, conviction. But on May 30th, I think, I think May 29th, Elon Musk sent out a tweet that here in the Bay Area, because Tesla's manufacturing in Fremont, he said, I'm gonna open up my factory. If you're gonna arrest anybody, come and arrest me. And then I thought, 
here's a guy who is opening up his car factory so he can make money. And here I'm a pastor and I won't open up my church for the cause of Jesus Christ. So it was convicting. You know, it's kind of like they say, you know, the, the butterfly effect, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings and a tornado. That's exactly what that tweet was. It was all, everything that I was reading and studying in that moment, God was like, this is the time to take a stand. So we met with our church and our church collectively felt that way. So we began to meet wherever we could. So uh, maybe there's a pastor out there, you're like me, you don't own a building. Well, guess what? You can make it happen. There are some pastors that'll give you space. We prefer to be back in the morning, but you know what? God's got us planted in a church so we can only meet in the evenings and it works. We've been growing, we've seen people saved. The first Sunday of the year, we saw two people saved and two people baptized. So we're still seeing the mission of God go forward. Uh, you know, there's great things happening. We've Because we opened, we actually started to increase our attendance from before COVID because people were looking for a church that would just take a stand and that would preach the Bible and reach people for Jesus. Amen. So I wanna show you guys the paperwork, which is the new standard for preachers. Yes. If you are, uh, show me the front of it. We have legal documents in this hand, and what's yep. in your other hand? Yep, the Bible. Got the Word of God. So yeah. we got the citizen in the middle. <laughs> yes. You got legal paperwork, and we know of the tribe of Benjamin, there were some very gifted guys. They could fight with either hand. And yes. if you want to go yes. forward now, yes. right, you got to yes. learn to fight with every, either exactly. hand. Exactly. Exactly. Now, there's a total of five churches, fellowships, that are meeting at Calvary Chapel in San Jose. And uh, this young pastor here that's making a stand is one of them. And Mike has these invited these other churches there to be a part of things because they just can't find a place to meet. And we see the body coming together because the fight is so serious uh, that there's this uh, incredible um, gathering together. It's like Proverbs says that, you know, he who is wise will walk with the wise. When you when you walk with wise people, you're going to experience this wisdom to move into a place of faith. And, and we also provoke one another to love and good works. When we see somebody making a stand or somebody that will step up for the Lord, they may take the hits, but it encourages other people. As this young pastor was telling me, there was 1,800 churches in San Jose. And if all of them would have opened at once, this would have never been an issue. But because a few open, they can go after them one by one and try to beat them into submission with fines. And we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. But there's another pastor that was there, and he recently, back in 2016, had stepped away from the ministry because he saw this incredible disconnect between uh, serving the Lord in ministry and engaging our culture in, in the political realm, seeing that the church was failing in this. And so uh, we want to listen and hear from a pastor that, that made that transition, even as I have really in the last year made that transition myself. So I'd like to introduce you to Pastor Jim. Hey, I'm here with my new friend Jim. Tell everybody what your life's about right now in this season. Yeah, well, thanks, Pastor Rick. Uh, Pastor Jim Doman, Church United, and I never would have guessed I'd be standing outside of a court in the United States of America, Unbelievable. in California, to helping stand with Pastor Mike McClure and Pastor Carson with Calvary Chapel San Jose. I cannot believe that they're facing millions of dollars in fines as well as possible jail time. And we're here to say their constitutional rights, the only organization that's actually protected in the United States Constitution. Very specifically. It, yes, it's a freedom of worship and yeah. exercise thereof. 
So now, now this burden yeah. that you had, you were on a staff of a church, sure, and you saw a huge disconnect between the body of Christ and our political world, and you saw the need to get engaged. So tell us about so, the organization you started. Yeah, so Church United founded in October 2016, helping pastors engage in government. Amen. God has given me a passion for its kingdom and yeah. government. And you don't learn about this in seminary. You don't learn about it in church. Well, I didn't. And actually, my church, when I was on pastoral staff, did not allow me to participate in these types of things. And, and when I, as I read scripture in the Bible, I see God's people interacting with leaders, with government officials. If they weren't them, they had the ear of the king, so to speak. That's right. Yeah, and there was always the, the prophet, the priest, and the king. And they were interacting Correct. in the culture of, of what their life was all about. And so I'm a recent convert to this. this As realm. of January yes, of last year, 2020, so I learned that today. If you want to be a recent convert, you either come to the state of California, it will convert you, or the state of New York, it will convert you to say. Or we'll, or we'll take pastors on awakening tours, our nation's yeah. capital or yes. California's capital. Yeah, we hear a lot today about being woke, but the church needs to be woke to this reality that we have to engage in our country. What's the future? If the church just stays dead asleep, Jim, what's the next decade look we're, like? Look what we're watching before our eyes. The government is dictating how churches can run, how they can operate. Um, and these pastors, two counties specifically in California, Ventura and Santa Clara, are not church-friendly counties. And they are literally coming after pastors, targeting the church, targeting their, their world and uh, their worldview. It's unbelievable. So I liken it to... You know, when a boa constrictor falls on its prey, and uh, this is just my general understanding. If you're if you're a zoologist out there, please correct me. <laughs> but every time the creature exhales, the, it they constrict. Sense, yeah, they sense that, and yeah. they they're taking away the oxygen. Sure. And what people are saying, oh, this is going to pass. I think they've discovered a superpower to control the people yep. and I do not think they're going to relinquish it. I think they're going to figure out what was an emergency for 30 days has turned into almost a year. Sure. And I think they're going to find a way to have it continue on. How about you? I, I, I agree with that. And we're seeing that across the country but specifically here in California here in Santa Clara. Yeah. And But it, it's almost giving them permission to do so. Now, you work with a lot of pastors. I do. And, and how come pastors are reluctant or afraid or holding back or is it just a nice sabbatical or tell me Jim what you're you know hearing. what so what I what I've come to experience is we're not taught we're not learned in these areas of government you don't learn it in seminary like I said you don't learn about it in church pastors aren't going to preach on items they don't know about so Church United helps equip them to give them confidence to talk about government issues talk about bill issues that will become law and Elections have consequences, yeah. and we're seeing these elected officials, even non-elected officials, coming after the church. But elections have consequences. So I really want to help pastors engage in hopes the church will follow. And what we're seeing is an awakening. And I'm seeing pastors not only in California but across the country awakening to become more engaged in government. Amen. So, what website can they? You know, you I'm, go to, I'm this pastor and I need help. And sure. I see Jim Michael. A lifeline. Help yeah. me. Help me. Tell them how. Churchunited.com. Very simple. Churchunited.com. And you can see, you can watch some videos from pastors, testimonials, yeah. to videos of us going to the nation's capital or California's capital. And we're actually growing nationally. So if you're watching this um, on a national or in another state besides California, 
Um, we're looking to do this in other states as well. We've got pastors with networks in other states as Church United grows across the country. Now, Jim, this is what you're doing, but you shared with me earlier sure. a piece of your personal testimony yep. that ended up you experienced cancel culture. <laughs> yes. Right? And you sure. had been investing in videos through Vimeo. Yep. Uh, 89 different messages on there. Yes. And, and just share with them where you came from and what sure. happened. Sure. Because this is where we're at as a nation. So uh, I started Church United in October 2016, and we share our pastor stories through video. We hosted all of our videos on Vimeo, and in 2018, the day after Thanksgiving, they wiped, they shut down our account, and they delete or they deleted all of our videos because of my story as a former homosexual and other pastors who were sharing their stories of transformation out of the LGBTQ lifestyle. They completely deleted our account deleted all of our videos and said, you know, we disagree with what you're saying, more or less. So if, if your narrative doesn't conform Correct. to now the new uh, message. Of, the regulations of, uh, uh, of the internet giants. The internet giants, yeah. they just say, you're canceled. You're canceled, you're, right. you're done. Your life doesn't matter, your story doesn't matter. We don't want to hear it. Yeah, and it's really, it's based on Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling the Ninth Circuit and the federal level, and what they've essence have done is made the tech companies immune to the United States Constitution. That's right. And we've That's asked, right. we're asking um, Congress to do something about it. Yeah. Trump has talked about it relentlessly, and we've seen how he's been censored by social media, Twitter, Facebook, and it's happening to people all over the, across the nation. Well, it started with at least me two years ago. But this is this, this, yeah. this, this theme has been happening. So Trump tried. You're trying yep. to do something Congress, but you went after something personally. Sure. Right? We, we we went to court. We went to uh, we filed a, uh, a discrimination lawsuit in federal court in Orange County, California. Got moved to New York, and we lost in New York. But we've appealed our case to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, and we're waiting for their response. Or we, we had oral arguments in December 2020. We're waiting to hear back because it is such discrimination. A, the ACLU should yeah. take your case. You, you would know, think. You would think. Right. But I'm not their narrative. <laughs> I know. Okay. I you know, know. I'm not that I'm narrative. I'm just saying they fight. Sure. And, and actually, our lawsuit is based on sexual orientation discrimination and yeah. religious discrimination. Yeah. They hit both of them. Right. Amen. Cool. Well, we're here with one of the transformers in our nation on the court steps <laughs> at uh, Santa Clara Superior Court. God bless you guys. Here's another pastor that sees the need in our nation to step up, and he's helping other pastors connect the dots with their citizenship. Because we have a dual citizenship, not only here in the United States, but we're heavenly citizens because our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life through faith in Christ and what he has done for us. And so we just looked at a couple of pastors that are stepping up there and taking the hits and uh, really trying to fill in the gap before we get to Pastor Mike and Pastor Carson, who are in court through all those interviews that I was doing. We, was, we were waiting for them to get out. But how would the wives be feeling is, was my thought process. As I was going out the door to do these uh, interviews and spend time there in San Jose yesterday morning, my wife, uh, being a wife, just she said, I wonder how the wives are feeling. And I went to San Jose, got up early and flew from LAX up there 
so that I could be there and, and support Mike and Carson and the whole team there in San Jose. And I have that in the back of my mind. Now, I'm going to interview uh, Brenda McClure, uh, Pastor Mike's wife, and also Megan Atherley, Carson's wife. And I've known Brenda since she was 16 years old. She was in the youth group. I was her and Mike's youth pastor back in the, the day. So I've known Brenda a very long time. And through this interview with both these wives, I, after I watched it afterwards, I just want you know, I was I was giggling and lighthearted, not uh, because I was actually concerned for their their hearts, but they were so filled with faith. You know, it tells us in Proverbs nineteen fourteen, houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Now. When you have a great wife, and I know it's so cliche, behind every great man is a great woman, but honestly, it's true. When you have this kind of support, you can take on the world. Look at the testimony of these two precious ladies. Hey, I am here with the lovely Brenda McClure, and your husband's in there fighting a good fight in the courtroom. And so from a wife's perspective, you know, I, I don't think about that sometimes because I guess I'm a guy. Tell me what's going on in your heart. Your husband's in there. I know you're out here praying. You're... Let's hear it. Well, I'm super proud of him and super excited. Um, there's like nothing more important to Michael or I or our kids and the ability and the freedom to worship God. That's like super important to us. Um, our founders came to this country um, because they wanted the freedom to worship God. So it's very important to us. I'm proud of him. I'm really proud of him. And I'm excited that he's willing to stand up for what he believes and what um what is right before God, so yeah, super. So, he, there's fines? Yes. What if he has to do five days in jail for contempt of court, Brenda? <laughs> you know, uh, God will give him the grace. He, God will give him the grace. Give him the grace. He's, I mean, a supportive wife. Call. Honey, it's just a normal day of the office, <laughs> right? Have a jail ministry for five days. Oh. Paul Ray wrote some great letters from jail. <laughs> well, yeah, he's been needing to write a book. I told him, hey. <laughs> Five days. Paul right? Bunyan did Pilgrim's Progress from the Bedford Jail. So. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong if you've got that kind of support. Thanks, Brenda. Shout out to everybody. God bless. God bless you. And they're all praying for you. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Amen. Hey, guys. I'm here with Megan Atherley. Her husband's in there fighting the good fight. Carson in the courtroom. And I just want to hear from a wife's perspective. What's going on in your heart? Your husband's in there making a stand for Jesus, girl. Yes. Um, well, I'm just excited to be a part of what the Lord is doing. The Lord has just comforted um, both Carson and my heart. He has spoken to us. And we are just so excited. And we just don't even feel worthy to be just a part of what he has us being a part of and we are just so grateful for the Lord and we are ready to be bound in chains and to give up our lives for the Lord Jesus and for his work and um, you know our heart is just totally flooded with the peace of the Lord and his grace is just covering us and um, we are just beyond blessed and, and privileged um, to be serving him the way that he is allowing us to serve him. Wow so if you got that kind of support guys you can take on anything because your wife's willing to be a pen pal to you. If you're in jail, right? Yeah. If Paul wrote letters, he can write a book. Right? Exactly. <laughs> he, can get, he can have a jail ministry, be really fruitful. And you got to get a picture of Ivy because Ivy's here in full support of Pop. Okay? She's down here. She's going to be able to say that she cut her teeth, which she doesn't have any teeth yet, on the courthouse steps to be civilly disobedient and to stand for Jesus as a little kid. Isn't that awesome? 
So all these people are out there and, and they're listening to the wife's live stream across the country. They're praying for you. What would you want to say to them? Thank you guys so much for all the prayer, for all the love. I've been just, my phone has been flooded with all these people texting me saying that they're praying and um, I, I feel the prayers. There's just a supernatural peace that is um, just flooding me and Carson and um, and I know it's, it's just directly related to your prayers and um, the Lord hears our prayers and his hand is moved by prayers and um, I'm just so grateful that the body is joining together in unity, um, praying for, for the Lord and praying for the Lord to work and for us and so thank you guys so much. Who would have known? You remember the first day that you guys got here and yes. I met you and I took you because you wanted to go to In-N-Out. Yes. Right? We went to In-N-Out. And this is in late July of 2019. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, here's Carson and Megan. And Ivy's not even on the scene yet. And who would have thought that we're on the courthouse steps, not eating in and out. But we were eating fries earlier today, weren't yeah, we? we? Were. <laughs> but it was Chick-fil-A today. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> hey, Pastor Rick Brown up at Santa Clara Superior Court. Pastor Carson, Pastor Mike McClure in there. This is the lovely Megan and their precious daughter, Ivy. God bless. God bless you. When you got that kind of support to serve the Lord, what a what a blessing. And the unity between the, the husbands and the wives and everything that's on the line. Well, we're going to set up this next clip, and that is Mike McClure, Pastor Carson, coming out of jail. Not out of jail. Excuse me. Out of court. Praise the Lord. They weren't coming out of jail. My uh, my uh, flub there. But uh, along with their lawyer, um, Bob Tyler. And we're going to see that in a moment. But you see, all the way back, I served with Pastor Mike's dad. And uh, Mike was in the youth group. And this is uh, 29 years ago in 1992. And to think now fast forward, Pastor Don was there through this process. And, and he, he testified he was able to be in the courtroom. And, you know, there's a promise that Jesus gave his disciples when he sent them out. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 18 through 20, Jesus said this as they were going out into a hostile world. He said, you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake is a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. That wonderful promise, I was praying that, the day before, and uh, just seeking the Lord as Mike and Carson were getting ready to go to court. I was just praying that if they had an opportunity to get on the witness stand, that that's, this promise would be applied to their life, which obviously the Lord spoke it, and He wants to fulfill it. And Pastor Don, who sat there in a courtroom, think of this, in his 70s, watching his son on a witness stand in the United States of America for holding church services under the guise of breaking health codes because of the pandemic. And Pastor Mike was able to speak for an hour and his father said that it sincerely and genuinely, Mike was anointed by the Lord. That it was a powerful message and testimony for a, uh, a one hour to speak forth the things that were on his heart. And Bob Tyler, the lawyer, just testified to that same truth. So what a blessing to see a passage come alive and the promise of it fulfilled 
in a courtroom in San Jose in these modern times. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's so good. Well, as we were waiting there, and we had court last Friday, and there was court yesterday on this, the, the Thursday from the afternoon. And then there's going to be court next Thursday at 1.30 as they wrap, wrap this series of hearings up and they have the closing arguments. And Pastor Rob last night on the live stream invited anybody that is within the area, if they wanted to come to the Santa Clara uh, County Superior Court, you just Google it, Santa Clara Superior Court. And there's a large park right across from there, uh, the courthouse uh, for people to gather and on the steps and to show the support this coming Thursday. But look, as the crowd had been waiting for hours and uh, everybody comes out of the courtroom and hear the testimony that they share. Now, once before I, I go to the video clip, uh, Pastor Jim with Church United had invited about 10 to 15 area pastors to come and support. So the people that are standing around, uh, Pastor Mike and Pastor Carson, are three lawyers, Bob, Mariah, and Nick. They're on the, the legal team that we're representing, Calvary Chapel of San Jose. And the rest of us were pastors standing around there just to be support for them and letting them know we support them, we're with them, and we're praying for them. Look at this. Uh, so I'm here with uh, Pastor Mike McClure and, and Pastor Carson Atherley. Uh, we just got out with our team. Uh, we had the contempt hearing. Uh, guess what? what? We're still not done. Oh. <laughs> so uh, uh, we got through all of the testimony. Um, I, I want to encourage you to uh, go back, and I'm not actually sure if it's recorded, uh, but uh, there was a the opportunity to be able to listen in to the uh, hearing today, and I'm sure that some of the media is, uh, was listening in, and uh, Pastor Mike uh, gave just a compelling uh, rationale for why. What are you getting? For, for why the church, why it's essential for the church to be able to meet together in person. And uh, so it was, it was incredibly compelling. So I would uh, encourage you, uh, we'll have that. And frankly, when I might, we'll, we'll be getting the transcript and uh, you all might be able to look at that. Uh, one thing I would like to say that did not happen. I like to call out uh, NBC Bay Area. You guys here? Yeah. All right. I, I want to publicly encourage you to retract what has been posted. It says apparently uh, Calvary's leaders and attorneys say their faith protects them from the virus, and federal law allows them to hold services where and when they want. Fake news. Hey, I'm sorry, but that needs to be retracted. No one's standing here trying to say that, hey, just because you have faith that somehow you're going to be protected from the coronavirus. That's not, that was never said. 
That wasn't that wasn't the testimony. We understand the coronavirus is real. We understand that people need to be cautious, especially if you're older than 70. But uh, we have a First Amendment right in this country to gather together, to meet in person, the right to assemble. And, and that's what our First Amendment says. The other thing that uh, uh, was uh, stated in the court today is that you know, the county has expressly said that they're only looking for monetary sanctions, not looking to put uh, Pastor McClure or Pastor Carson uh, Atherley in jail. Thank God. And so, so I was asked to express that uh, by the judge. Um, so as far as this contempt hearing goes, uh, that's off the table. on the table, but uh, by law, it's a potential, it, it, it's possible. So um, at this point in time, it, it does appear to be off the table. I don't think we're going to be looking at these gentlemen in handcuffs anytime soon. So uh, we're going to come back, guess what, one week from today, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be presenting arguments, closing arguments. Uh, 1.30, back here in the courtroom. Uh, it's, we know this time it's going to last one hour, approximately no more than that because the judge has a busy calendar and we're going to have 30 minutes each side to present our arguments and our closing arguments. And, you know, Lord willing, by that time, we'll have the Ninth Circuit ruling out. I'm hoping is going to be able to clarify the law for this court um, as to why this church should not be held in contempt why Pastor, uh, why, why Pastor Mike and Pastor Carson should not be held personally in contempt just because they're gathering to meet the needs. Folks, in addition to this coronavirus pandemic, there is a greater pandemic, and that's a pandemic affecting the mental health and, and affecting employment, affecting businesses. And, and this... This is, a, this is a pandemic that, that exceeds what's going on elsewhere. When you hear from Pastor McClure talking about the lives that have changed because they're coming together and, and having the opportunity to meet and souls that are being saved and lives that are literally saved from suicide. So I'm going to turn off Pastor Mike. today honestly what we're trying to do is just help people administer to our community like their church has always done it's sad to see the state which our country is where you have the state fighting against the church or the church against the state what we need to is remember that what made america great was, was was our trust in god we were united under this understanding that this is a great nation to be in and i still believe this is a great nation but we need also to know the hope comes from Jesus Christ. That's where our hope comes from. They say you can go 30 days without food. You can go three days without water, but you can't go three seconds without hope. And America needs to know the, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that the gospel will go out. If you're listening today and you don't have hope, 
I want to encourage you right now. That hope is found in one place, and it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. You look to him. He is the one that our founders looked to, our previous president right over there. You go look at that memorial, what he had to say about the Constitution and how it was intertwined with the church. And you have the Ten Commandments. You have the Word of God. You have the light of the world. You have the fruit. All of those things is what made America great. That we believe that our rights come from our Creator. All of us, we have those rights that we're not to forsake the gathering together as the manner or the law or the mandate of some gift. We have to obey God's word and we need to gather together because we see his day approaching. You know, Jesus Christ is coming again soon. The signs are everywhere. Look up, the things that are going on in the world are everything that Jesus Christ has told us in Matthew chapter 24. You look at the Bible, it is coming alive today and we're living it. This is exactly what he said would happen in the end times. Don't let your faith be shaken. For those of you that have faith in Christ, keep preaching the gospel. And those of you that don't have any hope, it comes from one place and one place only, and that's from the Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you for your prayers. Keep up the good work. And God bless you too, NBC. seeking to hold him in contempt of court uh, as a pastor. I don't know what more I can add to what Pastor Mike has already said. Uh, I just want to say God bless you guys and thank you so much for coming out today. We know that this is a battle that's going to be won in prayer. This is the message that we want to be known for. It's that Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross for the sin of the world. He was buried, he rose, and he's coming back again. And anybody who would repent of their sin and put their trust in Christ, they're going to have eternal life. They're going to be saved. That's the message that we want to communicate here today. And so God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here. And again, this is a battle that's going to be won in prayer. So continue to lift this up throughout the next week. God bless you guys. Thanks for praying, and uh, we'll see what happens next week. God bless you. Well, there you have it. They came out of court. Uh, next Thursday, they'll be back in court at 1.30, Santa Clara Superior Court uh, there in San Jose. If you want to show your support, make your way there and be there to just show in numbers the support that... Um, we want to give to those who are uh, fighting the good fight. They're out in front in these situations. And um, it's not an easy thing. And I don't think in this segment I've given you the numbers. You may have heard them before. But the church is being fined $1,600,000. Last Friday, a week ago, the court added another $55,000 to that fine. And then personally, they are holding Pastor Mike McClure responsible and finding him $25,000 and Pastor Carson Atherley $22,500 as well. And so these are not small numbers. And next week, as they're going to have 30 minutes for closing arguments for the prosecution and the defense to see what happens with this, we're going to discover next Thursday. So thanks for joining us for this fireside chat. I want to leave you with the blessing from Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you 
and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time here on the Fireside Chat.